Hi. You just reached the Ballers, uh, NFL Ballers uh, podcast. Uh, this is Juan Aguilar, um, an avid fans, fantasy uh, football player. And um, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast, so bear with me. But I'm going to share some of the knowledge that I have uh, following uh, fantasy football for the NFL season. Uh, I give you a little background of my experience. I won my fantasy football championship last year, and um, I had played previous years before and always lost. Uh, didn't even make the playoffs. And this year, uh, last year, I made some adjustments uh, in my approach, and that really was the decisive factor in me uh, pulling out ahead and winning the uh, championship. So uh, to get started, I'd like to go over some rules that I would apply that you would, would want to use when selecting your, your fantasy football team. Uh, obviously, some people have already gone through a draft, but if you haven't drafted yet, and a lot of drafts are going on right now, you may want to consider these points that I'm going to share with you uh, when you go ahead and draft. So um, first thing that you want to always remember, uh, you may want to write this down, running backs – always finish higher than wide receivers in scoring in a two to one ratio over the, and that's over the past several years. So when you're making a selection, uh, don't get caught up in the fancy receivers. Running back position is a very, uh, is a position where the, the, the ball carry catch, touches the ball a lot versus either rushing the ball or, or, or receiving the ball. And uh, the volume of that uh, allows them the opportunity to score a lot of points. So in your draft, you want to be able to not only pick uh, a bunch of running backs, solid running backs, but you also want to target running backs that get a lot of high volume. And those would be considered like running back one. A perfect example would be like uh, a very popular name, uh, Saquon Barkley. He's a uh, number one running back. And, and what's so good about the Saquon Barkley is not only can he rush the ball and, and make big plays running the ball, he's an outstanding uh, pass receiver. So he'll be able to catch passes out of the backfield and take it 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. He has that kind of capability. Um, so uh, if you're drafting high in your draft, you definitely want to consider taking Saquon Barkley. If you happen to have the first overall pick and you're trying to decide between, um, you know, Barkley or McCaffrey or Kamara, it's really a no-brainer. You 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 have to take Barkley. The upside, the ceiling is so high. Uh, yeah, the Giants uh, may not be a great team, but uh, from an individual standpoint, even last year he he was fantastic. Uh, I wanted him last year, and, and because I drafted lower in the draft, I missed out on him. But that's someone you should target if you're uh, up in the draft, number one slot. Obviously, the following him would be like uh, Christian McCaffrey, and third would be Kamara, Alex Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it, now, the common denominator amongst these three, they're running backs. They're not receivers. They're not quarterbacks. They're running backs. So. When you're drafting first, 
whether you're drafting the first or in such an our league, the Ballers Fantasy Football League, we got a 12-team league. Uh, even if you draft 12, you want to focus on a running back. Uh, in rare exceptions, you may want to consider a wide receiver like a DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas or Devontae Freeman that are going in the first round. But uh, just know that if you do take a receiver in the first round, you have to take a running back. And uh, uh, those go fairly quickly in the draft. That being said, uh, another thing you want to follow is don't take a quarterback too high in the draft. Uh, Last year I played, I took Patrick Mahomes in the 11th round. And uh, he obviously was had the highest uh, fantasy scoring season in, in, in NFL history. Uh, he surpassed uh, uh, Peyton Manning's record back in 2006 when he was with the Colts of like 412 points total for the season. Uh, Mahomes actually scored 417. So he is the highest scoring fantasy player in NFL history. But keep in mind, he was an 11th. 10th or 11th round draft pick for me. Uh, so uh, I got him at a bargain. And I was able to stock up with wide receivers such as Antonio Brown, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, running backs. So I was able to stock up in my lineup knowing that uh, I could pick a quarterback in the 10th, 11th round. So uh, keep that in mind. There your first three rounds. You want to focus on the top right running backs and at number one wide receiver if possible. So when you draft your first four rounds, you want to target a number one running back, a number one wide receiver, a number two running back, and a number two receiver. Once you have that in place, and that's where you got to go through your draft rankings, I will certainly recommend looking at the rankings at fantasyfootballnerd.com. That's where I get my information. It's very helpful. It's very current. It's up to date. It's easy to read. It even breaks down uh, your players like running backs, receivers, tight ends in tiers. So here's one tier. Like, for example, Saquon Barkley is a, a one-tier running back versus Joe Mixon, who's a number two-tier running back. It'll help you during your draft to decide which players you want to get. So uh, that's very important. Uh, one thing I learned in fantasy football drafts, Third thing I'd like to share with you is risk. In those first three, four rounds, you want to take players that are low risk that you know you can count on week in, week out for 16 weeks or 17 weeks, the NFL season. Injuries is a big factor in this league. Uh, A player that may start out great. Uh, For example, last year, Todd Gurley was unstoppable, had a phenomenal first half of the season and then it he just totally fade faded out as the year went on we've we've learned months after the season he has an arthritic knee which is why you saw the drop off in performance so uh that's why you want to be able to um look at your risk when you're drafting a player that high in the draft so one of the things you want to ask yourself is can this player uh, is he reliable, dependable? Is he going to be consistent? So a guy like Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamar, they're consistent. They played pretty much all week. Some injuries 
you can't really uh, uh, avoid. But uh, that's why you want to be able to draft deep with running backs because you never know when your primary gets hurt. Uh, once you get past the four, the fifth round, you, I typically recommend looking at uh, the quarterbacks after the seventh round. Um, you want to get all your receivers and running backs in the first six rounds. Uh, the top quarterbacks, and I'll go over that later uh, in, in the podcast, uh, they're going to go quickly. So you want to start looking um, seventh round, maybe even sooner, if you think you could take that risk. And uh, this is all dependent on one key question you have to ask yourself. You have to know your league. You have to know how are your uh other team owners looking at this draft. You playing with a lot of experienced uh, players because if they're experienced, they're not going to take a quarterback in the first three, four rounds. They're just not. They just know better. But you may want to, if it's in the fifth or sixth round, you may want to consider reaching because if you're, let's say, for example, uh, really targeting Mahomes, who may not even be available in the fifth round, but a guy like Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, they're going to be there. And you're going to have to be able to gauge whether or not uh, you can sneak by another round and get another player instead of uh, selecting them in the fifth, sixth round. Uh, I doubt if Deshaun Watson will survive past the sixth round uh, in any league uh, as well. I I've seen drafts where Pat Mahomes is getting drafted in the second or third round, so I doubt if that'll pass that. Uh, but don't panic. If they're gone by the seventh round, they're still the quarterback position is still very deep in, in players, and there's going to be some surprises. There always is. Uh, uh, for example, a guy you may want to target is uh, Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. Uh, they got a new head coach. He's an offensive-minded coach. Uh, Adam Gase, he coached up uh, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, put up some great numbers in Denver while he was up there. So he's a guy that you can definitely want to uh, uh, target later in the draft. If uh, I expect Sam Darnold uh, to have an outstanding year. Uh, they, they picked up Le'Veon Bell. They got a solid receiver in, uh, in um, outside receiver in Robbie Anderson. Uh, they're going to make some noise this year. They're, they're going to score, uh, unlike the years past. So uh, keep that in mind when you uh, uh, looking at a quarterback. Look at their upside. Uh, another thing to understand, number four, is know your scoring league. Please read your scoring settings. It's very important. You need to understand how you accumulate points in your league. Uh, you need to understand whether you're in a PPR league or a standard league. Uh, in our league that I'm in, that I'm a commissioner, it's a custom league. Uh, we It's primarily PPR, but it's more enhanced beyond that. So, for example, in a PPR league, a, pass, a passing touchdown is four points. In our league, it's six points. Uh, in some leagues, uh, in our league, for example, uh, you get a point for completions. Uh, some leagues don't. Uh, in our league, you get 
lose points if they miss a chip shot field goal or an extra point. Some leagues and standards, like they, they don't factor that. So know your scoring settings, read them, make sure you understand them. Those little details are very important because when you do your mock drafts, uh, you want to be able to, when it asks you, when you set it up, what kind of the type scoring type, you need to know if you're in a standard league or a PPR league. So, um, like, for example, my league is a PPR league. So every time I do a mock draft, it's a PPR league. I mean, we can get into the debate of whether what's more fun, standard or PPR. Personally, I prefer a PPR league for the simple fact that uh, I like the uh, different options available of the, the potential to score for your players. Whereas standard, it's very generic. It's very standard. Like the word standardized, it's very basic in nature, and it it misses out on some of the uh, achievements of an individual player that you want to be able to score, as well as uh, mistakes that they make. So uh, understanding that, uh, the next thing you want to do, once you understand your scoring, understand your draft rankings, uh, the value of the running backs and wide receivers and tight ends, you want to be able to understand how to take the best available player. Um, so what I'd like to do, this is why when I mentioned getting those tiers, uh, spreadsheets, it's very important because that will tell you the value of the scoring by tiers. So, for example, if I wanted Deshaun Watson, who's a tier one quarterback and he's gone, I'll be able to pinpoint who in my tier two quarterback, like a you know, like, uh, for example, a uh, Carson Wentz, who I think is a great value in the seventh and eighth round, who will be available in a lot of leagues. Uh, Philadelphia has really ramped up their, their receiving uh, personnel. Uh, they picked up Deshaun Jackson from Tampa Bay. He's a big, great deep threat. He instantly spreads the – he loosens up that defense with his uh, deep ball potential. Uh, Ashon Jeffrey is, an, is another uh, solid player. As well as they they picked up in the draft a player from Stanford, uh, Arciega Whiteside, I think his name is, outstanding uh, wide receiver, someone who um, they're going to have options, and they got the, a plethora of running backs. The Eagles with the Miles Sanders from Penn State, and they picked up Jordan Howard from the Bears. So he's got a lot of weapons. Uh, I always like to target quarterbacks that can not only pass the ball but they can run the ball. In other words, if things break down in the pocket, they can make a play uh, out of the pocket, whether with throwing uh, the ball with accuracy down the field or running for a first down or even more than that for a touchdown, uh, depending on how the, the defense has been broken down. So I like the key on quarterbacks that can give you multiple ways to score points. And that's why understanding your scoring settings then – gives you a better understanding of what type of quarterbacks you need. So, for example, a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's pr pretty much not going to run. He's a drop-back passer at this stage of his career. Uh, he'll run a little bit, but he's always looking uh, to, to throw the ball down the field. So, in that case, um, he's one-dimensional. But uh, I, in other words, in other case, a uh, guy like Carson Wentz, who I know he's been injured, but he's willing to run the ball and make some plays. Um, even a guy like Mitch Trubisky, another dual threat, they call him. 
who can get you points in various ways. So uh, those are examples of uh, the kind of quarterbacks you want to take. But then again, as I as I mentioned, taking the best available player, understand your league, understand your scoring settings. Once you know those two factors, then that'll make it easier to decide who is the best available available player to take in that round that you're in. Okay. Uh, another thing is stop the hype. I know a lot of people watch ESPN, uh, fan, you know, Fox Sports One or a Sirius Radio. Uh, and the, there's a lot of uh, publications. You get uh, magazines. Uh, be very careful. A lot of times those magazines are outdated. They write something from August 1st. And then uh, it turns out that that player is no longer available or he's hurt. Uh, perfect example this week, uh, uh, all you heard through the media was, you know, Andrew Luck was a great player, you know, draft him, and um, he's out. He retired. Now a lot of people who had their drafts early and and went based on those recommendations uh, eventually got burned for taking a- Andrew Luck. Now they got to look for a quarterback, and, and uh, – their draft has already been completed. All the top quarterbacks have been taken. So now they're going to have to take a long shot quarterback, uh, usually a quarterback three that, or four that is available right now. Uh, you got to really do your research because there are some uh, quarterbacks that have not been drafted that are going to have good years. And there are some sleepers I have that I would recommend. For a perfect example is a guy like uh, Jacoby Brissett, the backup. Uh, quarterback for the Colts. He's now the starting quarterback. He's a dual threat. He can run with the ball. Uh, he's a good intermediate passer. Um, he can make plays with his feet. He's going to accumulate points, but he's got a coach that uh, that, that believes in the passing game, in uh, Frank Reich. Uh, they have a very strong offensive line. They still they got some good receivers. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is still a, a number one wide receiver on any team, as well as uh, they picked up the uh, wide receiver in the draft from Ohio State, Paris Campbell. Uh, they got Devin Funches, and they got Jack Doyle. And let's not forget uh, Marlon Mack coming out of the backfield. Uh, he's not only a really good runner, but he can catch balls out of the backfield. So uh, obviously he's not the deep ball throw that Andrew Luck is, but Jacoby Brissett uh, can uh, manage the offense well enough to uh, score. This isn't like two years ago where he was brought in two weeks before uh, he was traded to the Colts two weeks before the season opener and had to play against the, uh, I believe the Rams and got totally uh, destroyed. I mean, it was, it was, it was a train wreck. This is a much better team uh, than, than people uh, uh, realize. And uh, you have to be able to uh, know your players. So uh, be careful what you read on these old magazines. Ditch them. Put them away. Stay current. Go to websites like fantasyfootballnerd.com, Fantasy Pros. There's others. They give you current latest information available to help you out. Oh, don't be afraid to take players on the same team. Uh, uh, for example, uh, if you know 
there's nothing wrong if you take DeAndre Hopkins in the first round and then you decide to take uh, 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 Deshaun Watson in the fifth or sixth round or seventh round if he happens to be available. Don't be afraid to do that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a uh, that's an old fallacy that the, 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 I've read about, it, but it's there's no basis in it, no basis in fact. Uh, matter of fact, in daily fantasy football, they recommend that you take um, – uh, combos like quarterback receiver quarterback running back uh in your league so um don't be afraid to do that um if you think that uh you know Mitch Brisky and Anthony Miller are a good combination uh don't be afraid to pull the trigger uh that that can work uh, bottom line is you're trying to score as many points as possible and if it means that uh Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback available at the time you need him and you already got uh, Dr. Hopkins, that's a great combination. Take it. Don't ever turn your back on it. Uh, as far as drafting, um, you usually get a minute and a half to draft, uh, for beginners, uh, experienced people know it's a minute and a half or two minutes, depending on the league, but, uh, you don't try to Take up all the time. Uh, after you make a pick, always start looking who you want to take in the next pick. So you want to be able to put in your queue the three, four, five players that you want that next round as you're filling out your roster. That way, that way, once your pick comes, let's say those two or three are available to you, then based on your scoring system, based on your need in your lineup, you'll determine which one to take. So, for example, if I um, am taking uh, – I got a tight end and two running backs available, and I already have my starting uh, two running backs there, and um, I don't have a tight end, then I'm going to lean towards getting that tight end unless that running back is so strong that I can use him as a flex. But um, in a lot of cases with tight end, you could wait longer. But I always look at the prospect, the projections of what they intend to score. Uh, a lot of people don't really like looking at that, but I do because it gives me an idea of what the expectation. At some point with these players, you have to make a forecast. You have to de decide, well, what's the upside to them and what's the potential for them to to uh, score? And getting that projection kind of helps you make an informed decision of which way to go. So uh, when you're drafting, always uh, look at that projection score to help you decide which of your players, uh, of the group of players you want to take, which one to focus on and draft. Okay. Uh, another thing you want to be is flexible. Uh, when you do these mock drafts, uh, and I encourage anyone, everyone to do the mock drafts. Now, is that for those who say, well, what's a mock draft? A mock draft is simply, you know, you go on Yahoo, uh, on any platform, Yahoo or ESPN, uh, the name, the most popular ones. And you go in there and you draft based upon a set of criteria. And that criteria simply is where you want to draft the type of scoring, the lineup, and the uh the amount of rounds in the draft so uh you do this and i encourage it a lot um you know these mock drafts uh doing them 
a lot, helps you get an idea of where a player is going to go. So that way, when the draft really starts, you'll know, for example, well, I got my two running backs. I got my two receivers. It's the fifth round. And Sean Watson's out there. And although I I could use another flex, but I know that if I don't select him here, he'll be gone. So in that case, you may want to consider taking a Deshaun Watson in the fifth round, or even if Mahomes is available. So like I said, un- understand your league and be flexible. Just because, as I mentioned, uh, the rule of thumb is you shouldn't take quarterback to after the seventh round, but be flexible. Know your team, know your league, know your scoring settings. And sometimes uh, you may need to take a quarterback at that point because that's the one you want. If that's the one you want, take them uh, and, and follow that rule. Okay. Uh, another thing that I do, number nine, is, and this is different from what a lot of players do, I typically don't draft a, a kicker. Um, I actually use all my rounds to um, select a uh, – uh, a running back, wide receiver, tight end. Depth is very important. Um, I've had a lot of success. Uh, and even when I won the championship last year, I didn't have an assigned kicker every week. I didn't even draft one. I, I just, what I did was I streamed the kicker every week and looked at which ones were, would, uh, uh, were, 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 you know, going to have a good game. Uh, I think uh, there's been studies done on this, and the studies say that if you stream a kicker, you actually score more points than sticking with one kicker over and over again. So uh, consider, don't panic if you don't draft the kicker. You can always there's always kickers available as free agents, uh, and sometimes uh, the best kicker has a bad day, and it all depends uh, on the settings. You know, if they're kicking in the snow, uh, you may want to. Go with a kicker who kicks indoors in a dome or in good weather. And in that case, you may want to drop your kicker and go with that one. I've done that and it's to a lot, to a lot of success. So, uh, again, stream your kicker and don't be afraid. Don't panic if you don't get one. There's always kickers available and you may potentially score more points than what by drafting one rather than drafting one. Uh, another point I'd like to make is, uh, again, Picking a team defense. I've seen people take uh, a defense in the sixth, seventh, eighth rounds. That's insane. Uh, your defense is primarily going to only get you 10 to 15 points tops, and that's a great, great point. Uh, that's if they throw a shutout and hold a team to under 200 yards, which is very unlikely based on the rules that are in play in today's NFL. But it does happen. But those are uh, anomalies. That's not the. Uh, how it's always going to be. So, again, if you can get a player in a draft who you really want, stream the defense. Hold on to the player. You can always trade the player to somebody if somebody wants them. Uh, and then uh, I've had a lot of success doing that too, streaming defenses and not drafting them and being able to uh, pick good defense. I had great days. Perfect example uh, of that. Uh, one week I – uh, so I believe the last the championship game uh, of my fantasy football league, I selected a, a, a streaming defense. I took uh, 
I believe it was Seattle, and uh, they had a great game. And they they got me some extra points, and I, I would have just stayed with the existing defense I had. So don't get caught up in picking a defense. Um, don't panic if you don't. There's always You can always stream a defense and be highly successful. Uh, I guess the last thing that I'd like to share with everyone uh, when picking your draft is be prepared. And earlier I mentioned about the fact that, you know, your cheat sheets and your tiers, you print those out. That's what it takes to be prepared. Print those out. Do your mock drafts. I can't stress enough. Doing the mock drafts helps you know what players will be available and what players uh, you need to prioritize. Practice makes perfect. Uh, people that win these fantasy football championships or and who – make money doing it. And there's people that make a lot of money uh, playing fantasy football head to head. They mock drafted that they do like guy, Matthew Berry from ESPN, one of the great fantasy football writers. He mock drafts like in his own word, I mock draft like crazy. And that's what you need to do. If you want to win your fantasy football championship, be prepared, do your mock drafts, check your cheat, you know, download your cheat sheets, look at your tiers. Look at your rankings. Study those on a daily basis. That way, come, once you come to draft time, you know where to go. You're not panicking. You're making an informed decision uh, with your draft picks. Uh, the last thing I'd like to talk about heading into your draft, I'd like to give you some sleeper picks uh, team from each position that you should consider uh, taking that a lot of people aren't talking about. You're not going to hear it. Uh, a lot of information about. Uh, let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, I know you heard a lot of negativity about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a dual threat 